Welcome back for another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast, Twitter.com slash Podcast, Patreon.com slash Podcast, Instagram at Go, iTunes at Go. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another exciting adventure of Super... (laughs) It's an adventure! It's an adventure! I'm going on an adventure! We're going on an adventure, Harry! (laughs) To see mountains again, Gandalf. Mountains! You're an adventurer, Harry! Harry, you are a wizard. (laughs) You're a wizard, Harry. Hagrid, you're pushing me over the fucking line! Ready? Are you ready? I was pursing my lips. Yes, I was ready. <laughs> you press your lips for a lot of things. <laughs> like dick. <laughs> Spanish kiss. <laughs> Spanish kiss. <laughs> it's, it's the pussy. has <laughs> got me all The heated. pussy has enveloped you. <laughs> you <should have> a- <laughs> Have I Red feel Bull dry. Every episode. <laughs> oh, you fucking nasty ass. <laughs> your face is so red. Mine. Both make of your it, faces are make so, it so dry for you. <laughs> make it so dry for you. <laughs> Do this thing with my hands. Harry, look at me. Harry, look at me. Oh, God. Are <laughs> <laughs> you like a dag to get off? <laughs> why didn't? Why do we just go live with this show? Why don't we have it like live and in real life on Twitch? Yeah. Right? Why not? Yeah, because we would be banned in minutes. <laughs> ah, all right. Oh. Sponsored by Pussy. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! <laughs> oh come on! What? <laughs> why did we do the variance with exciting? <laughs> why isn't it just welcome to Super Fun? <laughs> I was trying to throw some excitement yeah, in, and literally, I threw the word excitement <laughs> into the sentence. We're, Harry, we're no, excited. you said exciting, not nah. excitement. <laughs> Welcome to Excitement Super Fun. All right, fine. I'll do a plain old intro. Oh, good. This will oh, be good. Oh, sure. This, this definitely won't cause us to laugh. Go ahead. Welcome back to another episode of Super Fun Game Review <laughs> Podcast. Go. Oh. What did you say? Uh, you said. Another exciting episode of a super fun <laughs> yeah, podcast. What? No, I'm You're like, welcome back to another exciting episode of a no, super fun <laughs> podcast. Go. Of a super of a, I just said of an ep. <laughs> of an ep. It's okay. It's okay. Whenever we have a deadline or a goal or whatever. I know. Just we just blow it, it out of yeah. the fucking just water. fuck it. All right. Super fun game review podcast, go! (laughs) (laughs) Just cut out all the bullshit. Are you kidding? Come on. Welcome back to Super Fun Game Review Podcast, go! To my left this evening, I have Mr. Steve. What are you doing? Ralph. Additional scans required. Mr. Clark. I use the escape pod. And I will be your host this evening, Harry. Bioshock in space! In space! space. If you haven't guessed it, we are talking about Prey this evening. Wait, are you the Predator? 
or are you the prey? Ooh. Mind fucking blown. I am the prayer. Oh, God. <laughs> really? Did you Whoa. have to reference that? <laughs> yes. It's from a Tommy Wiseau video, for those of you who don't know. Anyway, continue. So why don't we just, real quickly, dive into our initial impressions, and then we have some interesting topics of conversation this evening. So, Steve, why don't you kick it off? What's your initial impression? I'll kick it! Dun, dun. I only heard of the game. I really didn't know much about the game at all, really. And after reading a little bit about it when it was brought to the table, I don't want to say I was surprised, but I found it quite enjoyable. Cool. Ralph. Okay, I'm going to do a slight shift here. Normally, when we do the initial impressions, I talk about like my history with the game or, or what have you. I just want to say that for this one, for Prey, my initial impression was that like the way the the beginning of the game starts and way the way it sets you up and then how it breaks all that like I was very impressed with about the first 2 hours of the game I just wanted to say like that's as my initial impression playing it that I was very interested in the way it was set up how it was set up the groundhog day kind of feel and also just the way that they introduced the um like the the title sequence with the helicopter I thought there was a lot of creativity going into the beginning of the game. Not to say that it's not there throughout, but I, as my initial impression, I was very impressed. And I was like, wow, why have I not heard more about this game? Why was it $20 used at the time that I bought it? Like, this game should be, should be more well-known. Clark? Initially, when I started playing this game, like Ralph, I was super impressed with just how the... Uh, the game really like starts and how you're introduced into the world and things like that. Before the game was released, I like had heard about it and right at the time that it came out, I had some friends that were playing it and they were all raving about it. They hadn't gotten through the game yet. All in all, like I, I thought it was like I was pretty hyped to to, to dig in and start playing. <clears throat> all right, I'm gonna keep my initial impression short and sweet, like that pussy drink. <laughs> I get it. You fu- you fucked the podcast now. That's it. We're done. I fucked the podcast. Pull the plug. Pull the (laughs) (laughs) plug. Now it's fair game to reference throughout the rest of the podcast. Fair enough. No. 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 Oh, my God. So I'm going to end up editing this thing and have to cut every pussy reference. I'm going to edit this episode. You say that, but we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the future could hold. Pussy? (laughs) (laughs) So I'll be honest. Before I started playing this game, I expected a fear-like game. With you mean like fear? Fear, uh, fear yeah, the, the, the shooter. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was going to be a very linear shooter with a lot of jump scares. Hmm. That is not what I hmm. got. I, I, I mean, we'll get into the... What? <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> I, 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 I go, you go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It, it's a lot different than what I was expecting. I thought okay. it was just going to be like no options, like just going down a, like a, a long hallway. Okay, that's fair. Okay, sorry. With, right. with very planned opportunities to to jump scare you i think it was a little little different than so like silent hill you you were looking at like call of duty in space is what you were thinking almost okay but uh, i was comparing it to fear because that had just very linear gameplay with very specific scares throughout the game and moving on to game development game development all right, so I got a lot of notes tonight, guys. Just fair warning, I'm going to be owning the fuck out of this episode. You don't have to warn us of that. Go yeah. right ahead. Well, Just I'm warning the listeners as well. So I hope you love my voice because you're going to hear it all night. All right, so let's hit some bullet points here. Developed by Arcane Studios, published by Bethesda. Bethesda. 
Bethesda. Bethesda. Bethesda. Bethesda. I don't think I've ever heard of them before. Yeah, who's Bethesda? Who's Bethesda, Harry? I think we just released an episode produced by them. That was Bethesda. Oh, oh yeah, that Dynasty? was Bethesda. Bethesda, Harry. Check your notes. Are you sure you're, you wrote that down right? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Bethesda. 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 And Bethesda. Zenimax Studios. Pheasantzin Studios. Pheasantzin. Pheasantzin. Studios. Man, energy drinks do weird things to Ralph. I kind of dig <laughs> yeah. this. You should drink one of those every time. <laughs> Bob should get you a case of pussy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Knees Bob, deep in pussy. I, knees this truck pussy. just came. They told me to sign, and I did. And now I have a pallet of pussy, pussy energy drink. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to do. I can't. He move doesn't it. want to just say pussy. He just wants to say <laughs> pussy energy drink. He wants to beat around the bush. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I guess I am beating around the bush. Wow. Going straight to hell. Just take a sip of your pussy there. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Put it in your mouth. So anyway, released May 5th, 2017. So there was a Prey game developed years before. Yes. And then there was a Prey 2 kind of lost in development. The, the, the plane development was scrapped hell. on that. And then it was picked up by Arcane Studios. And they basically scrapped. Like, this is almost like a reboot with, like, no ties to the older games. And you can actually still find footage online of what... Prey 2 was going to be, and it was going to be a much faster-paced first-person like shooter of like a game, fear. almost. But it looked it looked a little wonky. Okay, the, the the videos I watched, it didn't look like a great game. Well, you know those development videos, they don't have any of the fine the final. Well, yeah, yeah, of game. course. It was just it would have been a completely different experience. Um, anybody anybody here play uh, the original Prey? Because I didn't, and I don't know anything about it. No, I think it was a little bit more on the horror end. Yeah, because okay. I did a little bit of research, like I. I Thinking of that game, you should think more survival horror. Okay. When, uh-huh. it, when it comes to that. So like Silent Hill. I don't think that. I don't know. I, I, I I'm just teasing you. So. I'm just teasing you. Come on. So one of the big premises for this game, they wanted multiple ways to accomplish puzzles. For for example, let's let's talk about getting through a locked door, and we'll, we'll talk about this more in gameplay. But you can get a password for that door. You can force it open. You can crawl through a vent, and you can hack it. Yeah. Yeah, and you can mm-hmm. hack the panel. So, I mean, there's, like, multiple ways to accomplish that one object. They, they didn't want you to have to play it a very specific way. You can kind of tailor it to your to your play style. And that was, like, a big thing that they centralized their, their, their development around. I did like they the took, variety. They took the Deus Ex approach. Yes. What Clark said. Yep. It, wow. Now that now that you say that, there are really, a lot, even there the computer are, terminals, like, yes, it's there's straight. there's tons of similarities. Like, this is really... Geez. This is really a rework of Deus Ex with some horror elements instead of the whole Android element of Deus Ex. Well, hell, now that you put Deus Ex into the mix, because I was going to go hard Bioshock, System Shock. That like, that's what the, it was an homage to, or that's what they were they were shooting for. But I didn't even think about the computer terminals like in Human Revolution. Oh yeah, like the one that I played, where you read emails and and hack and wow. So this game was influenced by the Matrix, which I definitely can see. Uh, What's the Matrix? Uh, wait, what about the? Yeah, I don't. I, where do you see what, the? Where do you see the Matrix? The Matrix in the game. Have you guys? Did you guys unlock the slow motion ability? 
Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, there's, there's the shooting of, and the bullet time. I know it's not a, an original concept. Okay. But, right. but okay. I think The Matrix is the first one to lay that groundwork, and then you see it pop up in a lot of games. Then Max Payne, mm-hmm. and then from there, everybody. But but I think they still have to credit Matrix as the They didn't yeah. say it was inspired by Max Payne or anything. It, yeah. Be, you know what I mean? Have you guys seen the movie Moon? Yes. No. No. That was another... Um, I see that, too. Yep. Especially that's with a the, dark movie. With the, with the AI robots that just kind of... Moon? Yeah. I, we're not going to spoil Moon for anybody listening or for you guys. It has... um, What's his name? Christopher in, Walken. No, in Iron Man 2, who was um, who was like... Don not, Cheadle. <laughs> yes. Um, Don Cheadle is in Iron Man 2, but no, the other guy. Mickey Rourke. And Mickey Rourke. The... um. Is it Hammer Industries? Jeff Bridges? No, that's the first Iron Man. He's... Don Cheadle. <laughs> oh, my God. You just keep saying Don Cheadle. Anyway, Don it's... Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle. Moon is a very good science fiction So who's film. in it? Ralph? <laughs> well, actually, ironically, I think Kevin Spacey is the voice uh, of one of the robots. Yes, I believe he is. Uh, he is. So the Moon technically goes on my, my dark shelf of movies I can't watch anymore. <laughs> dark shelf? <laughs> movies I can't watch anymore, like Seven and L.A. Confidential. These movies that I love, but they're Baby tainted. Driver, Sam Rockwell. Yes, Sam fucking Rockwell. Who the fuck is Sam Rockwell? You know uh, he, he was saw in. His face. He was in Moon. He was in. Iron- <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> he was in Iron Man Two. What else? Don Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> Started that movie with Don Cheadle. Robert Downey Jr. Sorry. The no, last- what, what else was Sam Rockwell in? I, he was in the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Don't ask me why I know that. Who was he? He, he has You're not a very naming characters. Part. I know I'm not. I know I'm not. Um, <laughs> it's like the typical association. Okay, wait. Uh, in uh, Galaxy Quest, have you seen that? Yeah. Okay, Galaxy Quest, the guy that, that he's like a red shirt and he died on like episode 81 or whatever. Never give up. Never surrender. So the last movie that influenced this game was Starship Troopers. <laughs> Blasting Aliens. So, okay. Uh, this is going to kind of tie into the, the story, which I want to kind of intro when we get to the story segment. But the alternate timeline that they developed from the direction or when they first started developing it, it took them a year to flesh out how they wanted to this this alternate storyline to to play out. So wait a minute. The the Prey Two, the sequel, it was in development hell and then it was bought by Bethesda who reworked Arcane it from the, Studios. From Arcane, I'm sorry. They Bethesda published it. Arcane got a hold of it and then they took some elements and they just reworked it from the ground up and started fresh. Oh, they scrapped. They yeah. scrapped everything. Scrapped okay. everything. They scrapped yeah. everything. And then you're saying it took an extra year to work on... So it took them a year to develop their, their alternate storyline, essentially, was what I was getting at. Which I'm going to tie into story. Do you guys have any other little tidbits for game development? No, yeah. let's glue all I, way, glue our way into story. Leave that sticky white mess all over the hallway. Story. So imagine a world where the assassination attempt on John F. Kennedy fails. With Kennedy alive, more funding is put into the space program, accelerating the space race. Sputnik 1 comes into contact with an alien race. The U.S. and USSR team up to defeat the race named Typhon and capture specimens to be studied. With the public unaware, the two nations build a space station orbiting the moon to study the species. Fast forward to the year 2035, Typhon studies have led to giant leaps in neuroscience and new abilities are manufactured in the form of neuromods. Transtar, the owners of the technology, make fortunes selling the neuromods to the elite wealthy on Earth. So I just wanted to set the groundwork for the discussion because 
I feel like some of those details could have been overlooked. So you need to keep in mind that this is an alternate reality, essentially. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I remember right, in the lobby, there's just one room where it gives you a brief history. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, if I'm in a time crunch to play a game or I'm not that invested, I'll just skip it altogether. But I saw the portrait of JFK with graying hair, and I was very interested to see what it was that was going on here and with mm-hmm. this room. And then it gives you, like, pictures, almost like, you know, obviously going to the Smithsonian or something to briefly give you the entire history of the, the space station. And anything, anything where things change with the presidents, I find interesting history-wise. Like in Watchmen, Nixon's president for what, like, uh, he's president for like five terms or something like that. He's president in 1985 when, the, when yeah. Watchmen takes place. It's just, it's just interesting to me to see, like, what, what could have changed and, and how things are different. So the alternate history where JFK's assassination attempt didn't happen, why it might seem like... Oh, that's an easy like story point because everybody knows about the assassination of JFK. Just to me, it was very fascinating that, okay, we're going all the way back to JFK to put the, the groundwork for this station to be here. And then didn't he live to like 2000, 2010 or something like that? Like he, he had this really long lifespan, I guess, because of the, the science that they, that they took from the symbiotes. At least the one thing to really take away from all of this is that it, the story takes off from a big what if and just gives you something completely not really based on obviously not based on what happened because we're not going to have a giant space station orbiting the moon but kind of gives you a a different look of where things could have gone i just find it very interesting the way that they they put this foundation in for the space they could have just set the game in 20 20 22 or something it could have still been no one yeah no one would no one they didn't have to make any kind of connection like that i just i found that to be a very interesting story point that they that they threw in there. It, it was unnecessary, but I think it. Th- there's a lot of elements to the story in this game that I find like really intriguing. That like it's like very minute details. Like like when we get into some of the conversations between characters, like a lot of these people are spoiler alert dead on this space station, but yet I'm invested in little little snippets of their life. I I did want to say even though I mentioned this in in my initial impression, but the I spent. I spent a lot of time in my room, like that initial playthrough, and I think everybody does. You know, you, you want to walk around and see what's interactive, what isn't. You want to get the conventions of the game set. And that's sort of what that room is. It's like the tutorial. And then when you go and you do the test, I'm like, okay, I'm wondering how this test is going to come into this. And immediately I'm thinking of um, I'm thinking of Until Dawn when we're taking the test. I'm like, okay, th- these choices are going to have some, some way it's going to impact the gameplay. So, okay, let me, let me answer these questions as I would... Not like, oh, I'm going to play as a dark character and I'm going to push the fat man in front of the train or do nothing. Like, so you, you do the first run and then don't, don't you like you pass out or something goes wrong with the test and you wake up and it's the same exact day. You get gassed. You get gassed. It's the same exact day. Hold on. Can we just talk about that test real quick? Yeah. Like the test room where they ask you to hide <laughs> yeah. in oh, yeah. plain sight. Where did you guys hide in the room? Behind the chair. I hid behind the chair as well. Yep. Did you hide behind the chair? I don't think I... I think I failed every single test. Harry picked up the chair and threw it I think I stood in... I, I think I was trying to creep up to the left of the window. Oh. And they were like, kind of, we can still see you. They are like, oh, mm, see, that's interesting. see, when you hide behind the chair, they're like, is he really hiding behind the chair? Uh, <laughs> some synapse must not be firing off. And when they said that, that is my first inkling into me knowing the end of the game like one of the twists of the end of the game before. Okay. I was like I was like 
how do they know that his fucking synapse aren't fucking firing off? Like, that's a really advanced thing to know. Like, the neuromods are one thing, but he's testing for the neuromods. Something was up. I knew I knew okay, before yeah. then something was going weird. Yeah, and I was actually wondering, like, are there... I, I felt like I was actually, like, failing the game at that point. Like, I didn't know you could just kind of skip through. Like, they actually wanted you to learn some kind of, like, key feature to the game here. Yeah. Like, maybe I'm hitting the wrong button or something like that. Like, it started to make me doubt what I was supposed to be doing in the game. Also, that scene at the end where you do get gassed is fantastic. Scared the shit out of me. The coffee cup. Oh, the coffee cup. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so. And I, I knew that element going into the game. I didn't know how the Typhons disguise themselves. I thought it was just going to be creatures. So I snapped to the actual terminal. So it's down. I'm not seeing anything. And then I hear him just pick up his coffee mug and he's like, oh, I thought I had coffee in this. And I clicked up and looked just as the Typhon started attacking him. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, gotcha. It was awesome. Great, great part. I, I, it's probably one of my favorite, like, little moments in the game. But Other I, I, than the really fucked up thing that I did later, but we'll talk about that. Okay, we'll get there. For, for this generation, so far for the games that I've played, I, I really feel like this one starts so strong. It, I, really, I really like how the conventions are set. You have that beautiful view, and then within half an hour, you realize that it's all a sham, and it's just glass that you can break and, and, and go through. It, just, it, I, it, really, it really pulled me in, and I think they should be commended for what the first two hours of the game. Easily. Not that the rest is bad, but I'm just saying the immersion and the way that it works, awesome. There's one big thing I wanted to talk about, but this ties into a lot of facets of the game. All right. So it's kind of hard to just talk about one and keep it separated from the other. Okay. Talk about what you want, and we'll worry about yeah. the categories yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm just, just warning you that I'm going to tie... Let me briefly touch on the different things, and then we can just dive in. Go. It's going to be 20 minutes of him giving directions <laughs> for what he's about to say, yeah. and like... So there's an element to the game that you find out very early on that your mind is wiped from removal of neuromods. Yep. To the point where you were at before you put that neuromod in, right? Yes. Yeah. So she she doesn't have any memory, which allows you to kind of immerse yourself in the storyline. Trying the to character. Dis- she it could be she or Did I, you go female. I I went female. With I this. went male. I is went there male. any is there any difference in in gameplay? None. None. No. She doesn't have like no. more sigh. Less no, no. And None. what's interesting is you find that you have a girlfriend later in the game. Yeah, that it made my character, I guess, gay. Wait a minute. So you weren't Alex? Me- Fuck. What the hell? Morgan. Is I was Morgan. You're Morgan. Yeah. I'm also Morgan. It's a unisex name. It is. Okay, never mind. Because I I know that there was also there was also a couple that we I like heard all her audio logs. Where it was it was a yeah, Daniel, D- Daniel show. show and Abigail Faye. Okay, Faye? I, for some Danielle. reason Danielle. We Dan- said we both said Daniel. D- Daniel. Yeah, Danielle show and Abigail Faye. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought like you had assumed the role of one of those characters is what you meant. No, no, never no, mind. No. Sorry. So you lose your memory. So you're immersed in this environment, and and basically discovering it for the first time with the character, essentially, mm-hmm. which is a good way to instead of like playing that third person role where you've all seen it in games where it's like. Oh yeah, that's right. About that thing where they like play dumb to kind of exposition dump. Yeah, mm-hmm. essentially. So because of the memory loss during her periods of time, like the way she would, how do I put this? So she created these robots, 
or what were they called? Um, operators. Operators. Yep. Thank mm. you. Operator. There was a couple times where she relayed. It throws me off every time you say she, because I played it with a guy. So maybe uh, they Morgan. Go, so they. Morgan yeah. created. Yeah. yeah, there you go. These operators. I'll, I'll try to focus there you on go. that. The weird thing is, so removing these neuromods, it like resets a person, but it could also change their personality. Like it, it's almost like rebooting a computer. It never functioned. Like if you do it so many it's like times, like a backup. Essentially, it's weird. Yeah. Back up for the brain. So she was in different mental states, and she made these. Who was Morgan? Morgan. Oh, okay. Sorry, because you kept saying she. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Morgan was in these different mental states, and oh man, I'm gonna try to dodge it now. And she, 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 she. she. Just say they. You could say they instead of she or he. Say my Morgan. Yeah, my, my Morgan. Morgan. My Morgan. My Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? So you encounter three different operators throughout the game. Operator. Which reflects Morgan's mental state at the time when they... Oh, January, December. Is and October. October. October, January, and December. They also lead you to different objectives in the game to complete. I forget October. I don't think I met October. October. What did October do? Right? October. Yes. October is only briefly mentioned. Oh, okay. It's like in All an right. email thing that had a completely different mental state. It's like, but but it makes you think, and a lot of people argue this online, and it could have been like a DLC opportunity. Like there could potentially be twelve different operators. You think in January all the way through December that maybe she he. Oh, just do that again. Morgan. <laughs> she. No, 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 no. Just... <laughs> I'm probably just going to keep saying she just to keep conversation flowing. My apologies. I'm just going to say who every time. <laughs> I'm just going to say operator every time. <laughs> so with the personality reset, it also has the ability, like what I was actually thinking about um, Mass Effect the other day. You can kind of go renegade. Or Paragon, like a good versus evil. Your okay. decisions are totally up in the air because you're not really playing into one personality. Mm-hmm. You're kind of, it doesn't, it, who knows what who the real Morgan is at this point. Do you mean like if you're empathetic or not? Essentially. Okay. And, and, and your brother later in the game also kind of reflects on that. Like... I don't know, even know if you're the true Morgan anymore. I don't, you're I not the someone Mor- that looks like Morgan. It's exact words. Oh, right. I see someone that looks like Morgan, but mm. I don't know if that's them. There's elements to the game where you can kind of do a good or evil decision. There's there's quite a few points in the game. And uh-huh. I wanted to maybe touch on those real quick and then see what you guys okay. decided to do at those points. The first one you encounter is there's a man in a glass case. There's a man in a case. And he's a prisoner. And you can even upload his file to see what his crimes were. But I don't even know if they if he was um, found guilty. I think that he could have just been charged. I, I don't know what the the details were. Right. Uh, so I I remember because it's in the it's in the room that's next to it. You have to actually like break into that room and then you can look at the the file. The I think it was on the on computer. Him. Right in front of the, the glass case. Right, but that only has a little bit. The actual personnel transfer file is in the room that's next to it, and it goes through like all of his stuff. He was found guilty of pretty much like sexual assault on Earth, and 
he served his time and then he ended up there. Someone found out about it via an email and they locked him up. So you find him in this test chamber, essentially. And they you found can expose him or not. You can expose him to a mimic or release him from the case. And the benefit of um, exposing him to the mimic, it almost like harvests his brain into some kind of neuromod or transplant. Or you get some kind of um, upgrade okay. by letting the mimic kill him and then killing the specimen. Then you can collect a reward. So what did you guys do there? I let him out and he let me into the weapons cache. Ditto. I unleashed the mimic. Did you? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> well, tell us. How Renegade that... motherfucker. I don't know. It's like it's whenever there was an encounter with most other characters. Like I think I think I really set the way I was playing the game from the very beginning, where you saw there was the um, I forget what his name was, but it's very early on in the game where there's someone already like under the influence of the mimic. That person could have been under the influence of a telepath. There, there was a creature that basically mind-controlled. Was he locked yeah. up in, like, a pad cell? Yeah, something like that. Ah. I remember there was, like, a code in there, and I didn't know if there was any way to really help him, so I basically just opened the door and killed him right away, and then thought... So you helped him in a way. In a way. It's like, maybe there was a different way I could do that. Well, there's no there's no coming back from the mind control. No, I... Well, if you kill the telepath, but the person never wakes up from it, they are just... Unconscious? Unconscious, and then they're gone when you come back, like, a while later. Isn't there a... Um... They, they, they still count as being saved, though. Like, yeah. if you check the terminal, it says, like, safe, or... Yeah. They'll, they'll still have an alive uh, status. No, I, I murdered a lot of things. I, I went I went pretty... Pretty bad in this one. I was just angry at the world for. It's good you were efficient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. So while we're on the topic of choices, I would like to talk about one specifically that stuck with me. The the uh, I guess it's the hangar, and there's like the whole bastion of people that are safe. Ah. And they're like, oh well, if you go do this, this, and this, we'll open the door for you, and then we'll probably be able to fight those things off. And I was like, huh, what's this terminal? Oh. Oh, look, I have enough neuromods to unlock it. Put the neuromods in my head to get the hacking up. Opened the fucking door and just let all the fucking... Oh, my God. I let them all fucking die. And was like, cool, this is a perfect diversion and ran. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't kill any of them. Yeah. I literally just let them all die. I actually got an achievement for not letting any of them die. I uh, set up eight turrets. Eight fucking turrets. Jeez. Wow. All I had to do was fire one shotgun shot, and everything else just got obliterated. Boom. Yeah, I saved myself almost a 45-minute errand, though. Yeah, it added some time yeah, to the yeah, game. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> did. Did you guys save Dio Igwe, the guy who was stuck in the... <laughs> what, dude? Okay, so I didn't understand what I needed to do there. Oh, boy, he died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did. I opened the oh. fucking thing. So I opened the the door. The, the door. I so, hacked the door open. So just to clarify, he was in a like a cargo container that got launched out into space. Yeah. And he locked himself in, I guess, to escape uh, immediate threat, but he had uh, minimal oxygen in there. Yeah, and like the control malfunctioned and he couldn't function. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I have to go in and fix the control. I thought I had to open the door and go in and fix the control, and he's like, no, what are you doing, you idiot? As I'm, like, pressing the button, and I'm like, uh-oh. And it just literally just opened up, and you just see him go, and just <laughs> start doing backflips after so he's did choking. did he not have a suit on? No. So that makes me wonder, like, like a cargo container metal out there, 
I don't think it had insulation. You think he would have just froze anyway? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know. Like he might have had a suit on, but it didn't have the oxygen in it. I'm not really sure. I but I know that when you open up the fucking cargo thing, he just dead. He dies <laughs> instantly. Oh, he did. He did. D E D. So it actually he unlocks other quests later in the game. So you don't even you didn't even do those. Whoops. Nope. 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 You just start over. Oh. Uh, nope. <laughs> okay. Did you get to the um, the captain's the, the captain's control area? And there's a countdown on a computer. A ship has launched from Talos One and is about to um, land on Earth. Oh shit! I didn't get there. Yeah, I didn't get there no. either. So there, there's this one. So you're you're still under the impression. Well, depending. Oh, so this kind of ties back into: Did you follow? November or, or I'm sorry, January or December. Right. Because one of them is destroy the base at all costs to to prevent any kind of aliens. That's January, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Getting to Earth. So it's like all about destroy the base. December is all about escaping the base. Just get the hell out of there and escape. As quickly as possible. Exactly. Yeah. I followed December, by the way. Fair enough. I did not. I, I played... Almost all of this game. There is a part where you have to really start deciding which ending you want because you need to like set. You need to do some steps for it. At that point, I decided that I wanted to see what escaping was like. I escaped. I got confirmation for myself at least that I knew what the ending of the game was going to be, and decided to look up the other two endings online. And was like, I'm, I'm not going to spend any more time with this game. Fair enough. So yeah, cool note. So when you found December. Because you have to kind of do that little storyline to get like yeah. the key code and everything. Yeah. You found a destroyed December, correct? Yes. It's because January went and, and destroyed ki- December. And kills him, yeah. Now, fun fun little fact. The first time you see January, if you destroy that operator, it never has a chance to go destroy, destroy December. December. December will be the main operator contacting you from that point forward. What? Wow. Yes. Wow. So then he'll still guide you to the end of the game, or he'll de- he'll guide December you will the, guide you to the like the escape, the, escape the escape pod. Holy shit! Damn! It changes the whole way the game plays out. Interesting. I wonder. I if thought that was a, like such a cool thing when I read that. I wonder if you get a different ending. I, I wonder if you. I get, think you still get that ending. You don't get the. You don't get you the get, credits. You probably even get that. I think you just have different dialogue. Throughout the entirety of the game. Huh. That's interesting. I thought that was really cool when I read that. That is really neat. Um, but sorry, uh, the Early one thing choice. I was tying back into. So there, if you're following January's objectives, destroying the base at all costs, she's urging you essentially blow up that ship. Because basically on the screen, it's counting down for like two minutes. And it says like, we'll reach Earth's atmosphere in X amount of time. There is a button next to it, basically labeled self-destruct button. You can decide to destroy that capsule of people that have made it off the ship. Oh, wow. Because I guess you don't have any idea whether or not they're infected or Ex- infected for life. Yeah, because all term. they said is just one cell from this alien species. But yeah. And then you're trying to wonder, like, did they launch before the outbreak happened? Like, where, like, how soon after the outbreak did they, you know what I mean? Like, can you contact the... I would feel I like you, not. Be able to you cannot contact them. I know. What'd you do? You pushed the button. I did not. I let him go. I went on 
you know how you play like you're the angel yeah i got that achievement i saved basically everybody but did you destroy the earth welcome to earth well we'll, Uh, we'll never never mind never mind never get there all right okay okay another decision did you guys find your girlfriend or ex-girlfriend no no she she's it's towards the later part of the game but she has a disease just like morgan does where it's like a, a crippling disorder where, I, I forget, if you don't take this medicine on the regular, it basically cripples Wait, you. the Russian chick? Because there's the Russian person that you have to save. Where you have to go get the medicine, correct? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. your girlfriend. Really? She's your ex? way older than Morgan. What's what's so wrong with that? Yeah, maybe, for old maybe, Russian maybe, chick. And she's one of the operators at the end. Maybe he's great. One of the operators? Operator. Yes. Oh, one yes. one of the operators at yes. the end. Which... I think we should say that whole conversation. Okay, for like I, the, the I, I am. I'm just st- stating we, we've now passed over three characters that were operators at the end. Yes. Yep. Do, let, let's talk about the Daniel show storyline as Danielle. well. Danielle? Dan- yeah, Daniel. <laughs> God damn it. Well, I wanted to know if it was different because you played a female. Is it Daniel? Uh. No, it's, is it's it, Danielle. Is it like a male gay couple? No. One of the other good or bad things, sorry, with, with your girlfriend, you can go either retrieve the medicine or kind of let her die. Oh, Jesus. There. Right. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> they would have probably, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the ending uh, that I would have gotten if I <laughs> got there. I also would have killed them all, so. <laughs> um, You're efficient, Clark. Actually, sorry. Efficient. So I, I wanted to briefly talk about two of the missions that you missed out on, which are Two additional missions to add, like, good points or bad points. So if you save Dio Igwe, the one dude you left die in the container. I didn't leave him <laughs> die. I accidentally killed him. It's a little different. I <laughs> yeah. was going to try to save him. No, he murdered him. That's what happened. Hang on, I, hang I on. I accidentally is, murdered him. Is he him. the guy that's in the atrium or no? Who's the guy that's in the atrium with the telepath? The uh, atrium? You mean the cafeteria? No, not the cafeteria. You mean the arboretum? Uh, I sorry, not the atrium. You're right. Yeah, that one. I, I tried to save him. I don't think that's him. Okay, so I don't know, I don't know this guy that got sucked out of the into space. I don't know where that is. I don't remember that one. You have to be outside at one point. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you I, get I think the, it's like right call. after you leave the guts area. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And All then right. you find you're about to enter this place, and then you get a radio broadcast. Hey, I'm out in space. Please help me. Oh, I yeah. It immediately that. starts a timer. I ignored that. <laughs> you ignored it. I think I ignored. So he would have been yeah. dead. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay. So he sends you on a retrieval mission later in the game, all about saving culture. There was like this composer that was on board, and if you don't recover this music that he wrote, that nobody else in the world will ever hear it again because it was only made on the space station. And then if you save your girlfriend, you find out her father was one of the inmates on the ship, and you got to go retrieve information as to what happened. And because Morgan was a scientist, she used her father in a science experiment with the mimics. And you can either either give her that information or withhold it, which another like choice. Do you give up that information or do you lie about it, essentially? So there's like these weird morality, morality like wow, questions yeah. within the game that's just like crazy. And then I think the last big big one is the Daniel show. No, I'm just kidding. It's Danielle show and the Abigail Faye storyline involving the the cook. Did, did you guys come into contact with that one? Yeah, so I came into contact with the cook. I didn't finish the storyline, though. Okay. Uh, I just was getting pissed off that he kept trapping things. Oh, true. Anytime I'd set off a trap, he'd be like, 
like whatever, <laughs> whatever the fucking fat slob would say. <laughs> so wait, that's exactly what he That's not part like. of the main quest, right? You just have to get the samples, the audio samples, and then move on, right? Essentially, yes. Yeah, okay. it, it's I, another. It's one yeah. of those side quests. Because I because I, I know them from. I needed to collect the samples, and I went to their their rooms uh, or where they stay, mm. but. And yeah, there's the the telepath and all those people and the cook and I was just like, forget this. I just moved on after I got all the stuff I needed. Yeah, the cook's a fucking bastard. And again, does I w- that resolve? Yes, it does. Did Did you find Danielle? Like, did you tap on the glass? Yeah, and she yeah, comes up yeah. to the glass. Well, She's no, outside Danielle. the space station. That wasn't oh. Danielle. It was the other one. Danielle's dead. No. Abigail's dead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Abigail. Sorry. Yeah, yes. Abigail's dead. Danielle is the one, and she's outside the space station, and she's basically just chilling out there until her oxygen runs out. She essentially kills herself, but she contacts you through the glass of the space station and basically tells you the story. She was in love with Abigail, and you find that out through the audio clips right. as you're gathering them around the ship. The cook. Oh, which is all based around D and D, which I love. Oh, oh yeah, they're yes. they're in the same group. They're, How many did you guys find all the character sheets? There's like I didn't find all of them. I found like five of the eight. I think there's eight. Right. I think so, but some of them are duplicates, just like different levels. Oh, okay. All right. Because so, I think there was four characters in that party. One was like the the DM, and then four players. Oh, what was the yeah. name? Didn't they have a name for the? It, it was like some spoofy game. I feel. Yeah. Okay. Did you get the treasure? Yes, I did. It's gross. I did you did you cheated? You cheated. <laughs> yeah. They and I never installed the chipset because it's a negative chipset. It's a negative chipset. So she set up this puzzle in the D&D game. Hang on mm-hmm. a second. There's a no, treasure we, map. We should probably finish the Danielle thing yeah. first and then come yeah. back to this. So the Danielle show, to sum it up, you're basically following the cook around the base to a couple different locations. You get sidetracked with a couple traps that he lays, but it, ultimately you corner him. So there's this tracking device where you can track the people throughout the game. You can finally, oh, I forget, you have to like activate his bracelet, which everybody has on the ship. It's the way you like track people down. You activate his bracelet. He's using somebody else's identity. So you can't just like search the cook or anything. So you have to find yeah. out what his identity is, track him, and then you finally corner him. And he's in one of the escape pods. He's like, oh, I found a working escape pod. Come with me or something like that. You can either kill him there. And that's really the only way to complete that quest is once he's dead. Because I believe Danielle is waiting for some like confirmation that he's like murdered or anything. Yeah, she wants you to avenge her girlfriend, because yes. he killed her. Oh, he... Okay. Yeah. So the cook he, killed... He killed quite a few people, actually. Okay. Yeah, he's like a serial killer. I actually did not finish the quest line because I didn't kill him. I just stunned him and just left him there. I, I was going for the achievement of not killing a single human as well. So I just stunned him so that he couldn't do any more harm and just left him. So that was actually the only quest I didn't complete in the game. So if you stunned him, wouldn't he be dead then? Unconscious. But ties in. So talking about the D&D things i wanted to tailor yeah. it back to that so if you complete this quest like she actually made this quest for all the characters and it's one of the longest quests in the game you got to find these like secret numbers based on these like or hand-drawn maps oh yeah. pain in the ass trying to track down all these secret numbers if you cheat and look up the code online it'll actually give you a negative item so the game knows if you've gone to these locations yes. and done everything, like it has like hidden checks. Oh. And if you just walk up to, I guess, the final spot and put the code in, it knows that you didn't go through the Or you the could steps. hack it essentially as well. Right. So you could have cheated that way. So yeah, if you do the negative one, your flashlight stay, or the battery runs out quicker. 
you get less of a return on your what what do they call it? Re- your recycling. Your re- yeah. yeah. Your materials. Ah, uh, there's something else. I think you do less damage or less stamina with the. Re- I forget for how long. It is permanently, long as, as permanently long as you have the chipset on. Oh, oh, oh! I'm sorry, I missed the chipset part. But essentially, it boosts all those attributes if you go through the whole quest line. Check that out. Yeah, that that was the longest quest I feel in the game because you have to search. Yeah. Fucking everywhere. How pissed would you be doing pretty much most of it and then just say, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to look up the numbers and then you just get kicked in the Yeah, dick I mean, anyway. every time like you look up one of those things, there's big warnings like all over. <laughs> They're just like, <laughs> yeah, just do the quest. Don't, don't do it. Yeah. But that also kind of ties in. So there's like D&D subplot. Um, there's like little, little stories of, I don't know if you found the scraps of paper with like uh, proposals written on them. This guy was trying to yes, yeah. that I found. ask yeah. this girl to marry him. There's... I don't know, these like little love plots like Danielle and Abigail and your own girlfriend in the game. Did, did you guys read the emails where they, there was this whole underground nerf war going on? Yep. Yeah. Yes, the yep. Huntress. Yeah, stuff. I yeah. thought that was like a cool, <laughs> like like there's these little plots that are crafted into the game in such a neat way that just like makes these characters come alive. Does the does the nerf bow ever become relevant? Yes. I've used it. Do you, do you have to do you have to like fully upgrade it? No. There there's doors in the game that you can only unlock with the nerf gun. So there's a window and a locked door. And what you do is you you break the window with your wrench and then you can you can line up the shot on the actual computer screen like you're in there and you just push unlock the door and you shoot and it unlocks the door and the door opens. What? I didn't even <laughs> think yes. of that. Yeah. I, I kept recycling the ones that I was finding though. Got uh, it. Because I, I, I was like, is this practical against an enemy? No. Okay, great. Well, yeah. But that's basically what it's there for as far as I know. Yeah. If that, there's anything else. I mean, you can use it as like distractions as well. Like we'll, we'll talk about that when we get in the game. I didn't, play. yeah, I didn't do a stealth run. No. Okay, let me pose out some questions, knowing everything that we went over. So when it comes to Alex, we didn't really talk about Alex too much. He's almost like the villain or antagonist for a good chunk of the game. Like mm-hmm. he's shutting down your, your... Or proposed to be the antagonist. Exactly, uh, and that's yeah. what I wanted to get to. Is he following Morgan's orders, or is he manipulating Morgan? And, and you really kind of have to make that decision yourself, because... You don't w- know which Morgan he's catering to. Is it his sibling? <laughs> Did you just a- ask a question to yourself and then answer it? No, no, I'm still, <laughs> okay. I'm still, right. I'm still posing questions. All here. right, just want to make sure. It's like, 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 is, is is he catering to like his sibling or like a fellow scientist? Like, what are his motivations at this point? Essentially, personally, I think at the onset of everything like 3 years before Morgan does all of the neuromod swapping and things like that i think they had their exit strategy and then as morgan develops i think that's where january comes in and at one point january he decides that no i need to blow everything up and i think that's what i, I think alex is honestly telling the truth the entire game but you're so quickly led to believe January because it's you. Mm-hmm. Right. But but it's not even the same you. If you really think about it, it's not even the same you from when you created January. Because you don't create, you don't like wake up and then create January. January could be two years old. True. You could be you could be back around to Alex's point of view, but you program January to kind of come in and intercept. So like if you really think about it scientifically, where you have like a control. 
you know there what is, I mean? There is no control. There's no control. The only con- and then the control becomes this operator because it's the only thing that's that's getting to you every single time, mm-hmm. and it's something that from an altered state. So you have this false control, and I think that's like really what drives your new character is you have this false control kind of pushing you to do its objectives, not necessarily what your own objectives are. Because I found myself a lot of the time not agreeing with January, but I was like, I have to drive the story. You know what I right. mean? And I thought that was like an interesting interesting little tidbit. Like for a long time, I was like, oh, Alex is a double crosser. And then the more you learn about, and I wanted to tie this in too, the reason they named the character Morgan Yu is to make it, immersive it's you it, it was something that they discussed well yeah uh so I, I, it's corny but it's like so it's a yeah. so it's a double actually because alex named him with the last name so that as a human being you have an association with another human being Beca- because of the ending of the game yes i i feel like we need to talk about the ending of the game and then we can get more into your questions because yeah, i, I, I don't want to dance around the ending of the game anymore okay so there's the ending, and then there's the, the ending. ending. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Like oh, the there's f- the matrix. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's the kind matrix. Of, yeah. You're 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 not, you're not in the yeah. So the first ending, you either contain the problem with the um. Uh, no way. Well, the, you the destroy no way, the yeah. typhon. You yeah, don't yeah, really yeah. contain you it. Save you save the destroy station, the typhon. But you yes, right. or you blow up the station, or you grab an escape pod and jet out of there early yes which is what i did so i'll just talk about that very briefly sure go for it so you go up to the escape pod and alex shoots you a message and is like please don't do this like you're <laughs> really you're it's it's not worth it like mm-hmm. i need you here and that message like once you discover the ending when he's like no please like i need you here don't do this you get in and you fly off, and you get the first screen from the true ending, only a little altered, where it says V for version, 3.1. And you hear Alex being like, this isn't the one. We failed. And then then you hear Morgan's girlfriend say, start over. And then you're back on Talos. But that's that's the ending that I got immediately, and I was like, cool, Morgan's fake. Time to look online, and then it would be hard <laughs> yeah, for you to continue to play. Yeah, I, and I, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, like, I was like, okay, cool. There's a hidden ending here that's going to make a lot of the stuff that I'm about to do meaningless. And I just, we'll get into this the gameplay, but I started not having fun with the game. I'll explain why. So I, I went the route of activating the the null wave. Oh, me too. So essentially, you you kill all the typhon because basically all the orange matter. That's kind of going through the weaver, out. the coral, coral, coral. coral. Thank you. Yeah, they 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 the relate it to oh, what the hell? Like like synapses, like this, yeah. uh, or Inside this giant brain. like hive mind. Essentially, that's how they communicate one to one another. So you essentially destroy basically that entity, the the coral, and then basically they show the station from afar where this big wave goes off, and then it disappears. It just goes away. Yeah, it just dissipates. And then you wake up in a chair. Oh, okay, yeah. I believe that's what pretty much... There wasn't really yeah. much else to that. I think you just wake up in a chair. Yeah, and the other the other ending is you just... You leave. Yes. And you're like, it's weird. I keep having this dream. Both endings then go to the scene that Harry's about to describe. Yes, and you wake up in a chair. Alex is standing in front of you, 
and he's explaining and the four operators. Yes, hovering right there. Yeah. Yes. Now, I'm going to explain the scene, and then we got some serious questions to to dissect here. So, Alex turns you around, shows you these screens that the aliens have taken over the world, and that you were one of these aliens, and that you were in a um, simulation. A simulation to decide. Can so they explained like we've been trying to to adapt your technology for us, but now we're trying to reverse that and see if we can put the best of humans into the Typhon. So it's like kind of like a crossover to try to um I guess come to terms with one another's race huh. because we lost. Yes, because they they well they show you the world yes. with all of the coral all over it, and then so they go in by operator, which is. Reflective of Danielle, your girlfriend. Doll. Who? Doll. 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 Oh, yes, you're right. And or Dio. Dio Igwe. No, 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 no. Igwe, and it's also Doll. I don't know who that is. General Doll, the Russian general. A guy? Yeah. I don't remember. He pilots the, the shuttle. Sorry, I totally skipped over that one. Wow. Okay, fair I, enough. I totally forget. Maybe you didn't see all the game. But then they grade you based on your decisions throughout the game. Yes. And they're like... Empathetic, not empathetic, or essentially, and then they're like, "Oh, well, you went and you saved that um, piece of culture that I requested that you do. It shows that you care about the integrity of one's culture, and like, and they go through all these things in the grade. Did you pass or did you fail? And then Alex is like, "We're going to give you the decision," and then two options pop up on the screen: right, attack or shake one's hand. And then it's and then it basically plays out. Yeah, you either shake hands and. You reach out with a black, oozy hand. Not for me. It was human? Listen, you reach out originally with a black, oozy okay. hand, and then it turns to humans. Like, like back here is oozy, and then it slowly turns into human skin. No, only for one playthrough. And it's because I didn't buy, and or I didn't use any neuromods on alien abilities. I, ain- I played the same way. It's so... Okay, we'll get into it. I didn't use any alien abilities either. Yes. I, I only bought human abilities so my hand turned into a human hand but if you buy any alien or if you upgrade any neuromods into the alien abilities the hand stays black okay for that scene i didn't see that and i i watched like a video that has all the endings all of them had at least a little black here and it slowly becomes human flesh Hmm. so okay i guess the question is did these events actually happen was this simulation based on Danielle, or not Danielle, um, Morgan's life. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Is what I... Well, is what I, I mean, he even says it. He says, we we did this simulation based on Morgan's memories. That's what he says to the alien, to get in the alien's mind. Now, here's... The, okay, the so vi- you're going deeper than face value. Yes, I am going... Like, just an possible interpretation. I'm not saying it's 100% correct, but the footage on the TV showing that the aliens took over the planet was that falsified to give false courage to that alien? Maybe trying to display to the alien, like, hey, we won. Should I lash out because we're on, I'm on the winning side? You know, just to try to get in the head a little bit more. Like, how much of this... It's a infor- hell of a risk to take. Yeah, exactly. Or are you still in a simulation? Why would Alex risk his life by going up to the alien? Harry, this is a simulation. Actually, a, a lot dream of- within a dream within a dream. What are you, you going to say? No, I was going to say a lot of scientists believe that we are living in a simulation, but that's a, 
a different well, topic fr- of conversation. Okay, fringe topic. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! You're a flat earther, aren't you, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> the earth is round in this simulation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I think there's, like, and I'm not saying any, you have to take one interpretation. I'm just saying sure. they left room for... Which is the mark of a good storyteller. I I like the many possibilities that you can you can take the ending there. It's like who knows if the aliens actually won or it's yeah. not like it's, it's giving you an actual definitive answer. It's pretty much how do you see what do you think actually happened? I just want to say that I kind of like main quested it like right to the end. Like I, I had my fun, you know, getting immersed and like reading all the emails. And then I was like, okay, it's time for me to just make this happen. So when it came for me to be judged by the floating desktops, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh shit! Uh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Uh, uh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, missed did, that one. Wait, did they tell you that you failed? Did they kill you? Because that's another possible. Oh, yeah, ending. yeah. The way they say, well, because he, he, he says, like, would you, would you have saved them, or would, would you save him, or whatever? The, he poses the question to the operators. To the, yeah, to the operators. Yeah. Did you get the option to shake or kill them all at the I end? I thought I did. I thought I shook his hand. Yeah. Oh well, so then if... they judged you enough that oh right because there Cause is the empathy was yeah yeah maybe there that is was an enough. ending where they're just like this is a bad one we failed and then you see the so you start get all the over. way to the, so here's okay. the crazy thing in the escape pod ending it's the same fucking audio it's just you don't get any visual into the room you get that weird static that you get at the beginning and then it just says the audio instead of getting into the room and I was headed for that anyway getting into that room and seeing the just seeing the four operators in the end uh, that to me was enough to just go check it out on YouTube the ending but like because I knew where I was going at that point well let's uh disguise ourselves as a mug and hop on into <laughs> gameplay waiting for gameplay <laughs> I want to be a stool you are a stool <laughs> <laughs> Saw that one coming. Burn! <laughs> Burn! Gameplay. All right, guys. We're talking gameplay. Gameplay! Gameplay! Bioshock Light. Emphasis on light. You think it's light? Yeah. Yes. I think it's a very light game. I think the mechanics are okay. just as I, 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 You need to clarify for me. I don't know so what you mean. There are some cool aspects to the gameplay in this game. Mm-hmm. Like, the glue cannon is awesome, and we'll get into that. I actually had a problem with some of the gameplay. Okay. Now, also, full warning, I didn't play with the Typhon stuff, and I actually regret it because I think I would have enjoyed the game more in general. But Ralph and I had talked about this before the podcast, and the threat of um, the threat of being killed by turrets all the time, although towards the end of the game, all the turrets are fucking dead anyway. That's true. Um, After a certain point, they're, yeah. they're broken. I started noticing that, too, and I was like, fuck, I'm just like too far gone now. I've wasted fucking neuromods. I really started to feel like the gameplay droned on, and I didn't think there was enough variation in the weapons to be anything meaningful other than the glue cannon. That might be our own fault. No, the weapons in general. So if there if there is a means to play this game where you don't have... You're not using the Typhon powers. If they're going to reward you with something different than the norm for doing that, the game still, at its core, needs to be a little more interesting than what I personally felt it was. I don't think that the guns are really interesting. They, you know, like the upgrade path, it's like, oh, another tick of damage, or, oh, an extra bullet in the clip. 
nothing spectacular where it's like, oh, this kills in one fucking shot now or anything like that. Like, I didn't see any. Okay, it's like, it's okay, like wait a minute, wait a minute. I see what you're saying now when I said Bioshock Light. So, when you think of the original Bioshock, you've got the pistol, the shotgun, the machine gun, you've got the crossbow, you've got the the different flames, you've got the different elements you can shoot, you've got the rocket launcher, you've got all these weapons. Right, and that allows you to enjoy and indulge however you want with the other aspects of the game. I think because that is so shallow, then to only do the human side, which is, okay, let's be honest, if you're just going with the human neuromods, kind of boring. Hacking, repairing, being able to lift heavy shit, not that exciting. It's kind of basic. Exactly. And I, and I felt like on those mechanics, those combined mechanics, it wasn't... It, I don't think the gameplay was anything stellar. Glue gun, fun. Some of the aspects of being able to hack terminals and stuff, fun, but it's been done. Like, that's a tired, tried and true Bethesda thing, specifically Bethesda thing. And if Bethesda had any influence in the game, you know, this stuff is in there. And I just, I really, I mean, I thought the enemies were kind of interesting but at first at first but after yeah. a while you're just like okay is this there this one's electricity this is one's there going to be anything one one question i did have for you guys did anyone kill the nightmare i've oh, killed God. about eight nightmares so oh so it doesn't it's not there's not just one there's not 30, just one it's on a 30 minute timer i looked up so if you evade it it's it's gone for 20 minutes if you kill it it's gone for 10 i'm sorry for 30 oh, that's see and, so and there's no like, there's no real there's no real benefit to killing it, you just evade it, yeah, and then that. and then it's gone for twenty. You said you killed eight of them, Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, I I just I don't feel like that was uh, too incredible. And I think the most powerful weapon in the game was like the Q beam, if you had enough charges for it. But like to take out a nightmare, you needed almost four hundred fucking rounds in it. I I've just upgraded the shotgun. See, yeah, I I used the shotgun. Like that was like my main bread and butter. Yeah, um, I got the the shotgun to like god tier, especially yeah. like so the one human ability is the the time slowing down one. Yeah, like oh you can right. Slow it down up to like fifteen seconds. If you slow that down, you have the shotgun like max. All you go is like zoom right up to their head and pull the trigger. It's like one or maybe two shots to kill like anything. Right. Yeah, but I mean, e- even then, it's like that's just I, I don't know. It just seems too. It just seems bland to me. I, I like. I, I thought the core shooter aspect of the game was bland. Okay. I I would agree. So I like the gameplay in general of this game. I thought it gave a lot of variety with like exploring and all that. I think the combat is on the weak side. Yeah. I think that. Mm-hmm. I yes. think that the that's one of the game's weakest elements. The combat. Having said that, I do want to say that there were and the, the more that we talk about this, I start to realize that. It took a lot of different things from different games and threw it in a blender here because the the Bioshock stuff to me was like the wrench, the shotgun, the setting, and the way that the setting is laid out and how everything just kind of looks like. Obviously, there weren't any, you know, people going crazy and like attacking us and singing little lullabies because Isn't the enemies are... Isn't there a wrench are... in Bioshock too? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. The, the, the wrench. So I, I have to say this real quick. What's funny is... System Shock was made, and then System Shock 2 was made, and those two games are set in space. And then as like a pseudo-sequel to System Shock, they made Bioshock, and now we've got Prey, which is not related at all, but 
you can clearly see the influences, and it's almost like Prey is a spiritual successor to System Shock through Bioshock, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's just it's just kind of weird. But I wanted to say that scanning the enemies made me think of like Metroid Prime. I don't know if you guys played Yeah, Metroid kind Prime. of, yeah. It's, it's a little bit quicker and a little more interesting because you can scan everything in that game and it's boring as hell. Like if you walk up to like a symbol or whatever, you sit there and scan it and then it gives you a little blurb. And there's actually not achievements, but you get 100% completion for that game by scanning everything in the game, which takes forever. We already mentioned Deus Ex and, you know, the, the computers and, and how you interact with those. Oh, there is actually one weapon that I just thought of that I actually thought was innovative well maybe not innovative but one that i actually enjoyed using good the recycler grenade that shit was awesome oh oh where you would you throw it, like it and mini... it just pops everything into material i thought that was really cool it's a really easy way if you needed a bunch of material and you could like see stuff like oh there's like a closet full of bullshit you just throw one down okay i'm glad you brought that up because i did want to get into the whole recycling and crafting section of the gameplay which I love crafting when it comes to any kind of game, and I, I thought that this one was really different and, and neat. And I kind of thought it was inspired partially by Minecraft, where if you want to create something, you have to put, you have to put the uh, materials that you need in, in a box, basically in a certain way to make it. Like if you want to make a pickaxe, you have to put a like four blocks of, or however many blocks of iron, and then some blocks of wood, and ta-da, you've got a pickaxe. But with this, you just put like the different materials you need, like organic, what was it, uh, metal. Exotic. Exotic. Yeah, there's exotic material. Uh, oh, wait, no, I guess or it was. Exotic, exotic material. organic material, what have you, to make you to make shotgun shells, and it just it does it all right there. I, I loved filling my inventory, going to a recycler, dumping all the garbage, getting what I needed, making what I could, and moving on and doing it again. No, you're good. I, I, liked, I liked the way that that, that was used in this game and, and the way that it's created. I just like the system. No, and just in support of that, because it's one of the games where you can actually pick up everything and there's some sort of use for it. I mean, where you can recycle it, basically, to be able to get like different materials yeah. and such. Because I just think of something like, um, you know, to reference like Fallout. You can pick up cans or some other stuff. There's really nothing to it. It's just there taking up space for no reason. Taking up a uh, weight on your back. Yeah. And you're only selling it for a couple caps. Yeah, not really, not really getting much out of that, where I can actually take, you know, some broken materials or something else, pop it in the recycler, and actually have it be useful to me to apply to something else. Now, at the same time, I did catch myself going into everyone's quarters and picking up everything that I could, including, like, and there was just this one shot where there was a desk and, like, a tissue box and then all the crumpled paper on the floor. And I was like, why am I, like, I'm in space trying to stop this. And here I am collecting <laughs> someone's, like, scrap paper to They're, throw in a recycler. It was just kind of like, uh, what? how did I get here? Why am I doing this? Speaking of scrap paper, did you get to the room that... There was pieces of paper on everything that said "not a mimic." Not yeah. a mimic. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was yes. kind of the like notes. A, the, uh, it was the sticky notes. Yeah. It was sticky just, notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, actually, that was a that room is a highlight. I I would say, not a mimic. Not a mimic. <laughs> it, it's just dark when not you when mimic. you think about like not to tie it back the into paranoia. story, but like yeah, somebody in yeah. that room just testing each item one at a time because they're like freaked the fuck out. You know what's funny? One of the notes in that room is a mimic. The irony. <laughs> <laughs> I must have forgot about that. Yeah, so I, it's not a mimic. I, oh, shit, a mimic. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I walked up to, I think it was like, maybe it might have been like one of the beakers. 
like the beaker sets. Oh yeah. I walked up to it and I saw there were two notes on it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I was like, oh god, oh god, kill it with fire. Sorry, before we get too far away, because I know you were making the comparisons to Bioshock. Some of the other ones, like just having the turrets in the game. I, I know turrets were a big thing in Bioshock, where you can just kind of make them, upgrade them. Also, the mini oh, yeah, game, like the unlocking door mini game. There was a mini game to unlock doors. Yeah. in this mm-hmm. game as it's, well. It, to me, it's really clear that this is Bioshock in space or an attempt at it or an homage to it. And then they threw other gameplay elements. And you could even say that the, the scanning is like the, the camera in Bioshock. I, I didn't even think of oh, that. Oh, yeah, true, true. Because as you do that, well, no, you gain more. You gain more. Um, There's a benefit to it this, yeah. on a very basic level. More of the abilities. And it's not like you, you gain a percentage against attacking them. Or you, you get a, a buff to attack that type based on how much research. Was anyone actually scared by the game at any time? Maybe the first or second. I, I jumped a couple times, definitely. I think in the very beginning it had a darker feel. Yeah. And then it just became normal. You had it was yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it like started to establish like right off the bat where you didn't know where enemies were going to come from. And you're just walking down a hallway and then all of a sudden the chair just turns into a mimic and starts... I don't know, I think like the really, the really fast rapid movement kind of threw it off like right in the beginning because it took a little bit of time to get used to like following them to be able to kind of like kill them because it would just like scatter off to the side and then it goes around the corner i'm like fuck where'd this thing go and then i'm trying to like slowly peek around and all of a sudden mimic like no but then it starts to get you know you start to get used to it so you're like all right something's probably going to pop out all right there it is shotgun shotgun so i just thought of this but once you get the scanner i would sort of enter a room and do the warning scan which oh, is like your yeah. your warning shot from silent hill it was silent hill wasn't it every room you'd enter boom warning <laughs> shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah you enter a new room the first thing you do is like crouch and scan look around yeah well, i put the um the one ability on the helmet that it'll reveal any hidden mimics right yeah me too yeah that was like a, a like a must-have as soon as you <laughs> unlock that yeah that really. uh, icon what, what I, were they called um like chip sets is that what chip, they were yeah there's chip right. sets so since we're talking about that, oh, I wanted hold to hold on real quick. Oh yeah, I, I, still on the on the um the the scariness of the of sure. the game. I had two moments. One was the note, and it 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 wasn't so much that I was like scared, like that I jumped, but it was like one of those. It didn't cross my mind. I saw like the whole like not a mimic, not a mimic, not a mimic thing, and then I walked up and saw the two, and I was like. Why would they, oh, yeah, right. Like, why would they label that twice? Oh, shit. Like, and then, uh, you know, mimic. The first time you get the silenced pistol, I don't know where you guys were, but I broke into the one room where there's the dead person and there's the pistol on the ground right in front of them. You can kind of see it. It's, like, right near your room. I know, I think I know what you mean, yeah. I think that's a setup room. Yes. Because that Because you go down to reach for the gun, and it's a mimic. And then the actual pistol's at their feet. But this one's, like, right at their hands. Uh, that scared me. Like, I was like, I was like, all right, I got this. Oh, God! Like, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah that's, that's the only two times that I was, like, truly scared. I was, like, freaked out and just kind of weirded out. And, like, I, I would get annoyed by things. I think the most annoying enemy in this game was the fucking uh, crystoids or the crystal. Oh, fucking the radiation yeah. thing. Oh, like yeah. the nest? Yeah. Yeah. You had to like throw items towards them that they would attract to to kind yeah. of blow up on. 
You know what was really good for taking them out? The glue cannon. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, you just shoot it once. It would explode. You shoot it again. They all kind of glom to it, and then you shoot it again, and it crushes a bunch of them. Yeah. I remember them mostly in the guts. Yep. Yep. That's that a was, ton of them. That was a now, let's talk uh, about movement when you're in zero gravity. Okay. That was wonky. Yes. And it was very disorienting at times. I mean, I, I think it's meant to be disorienting yes. in a way. I'm sure it would be very disorienting to actually step out into zero G the first couple of times. I would always end up flying just under the thing that I was trying to get to. I, I feel like <laughs> every time, be like, oh, I'm going to go get that t- keypad. And I run into the post underneath it. Like, like fuck. <laughs> like, all right, I got to, I gotta, like, c- c- Move up the wall, <laughs> press the fucking <laughs> buttons, <laughs> get through the door. Like, uh, yeah, that was something that like really annoyed me. Was like, or did you ever go too fast and then hit something? And you're oh, like, you're like, oh, cool, half health, and I have like fucking yeah. chrysalids on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screwed. I didn't think it was that bad. I, I actually, I, I kind of enjoyed it. And I liked the part where um, there's like, it's not a reactor, but it's like thing that's it's emitting like a wave, and you have to go in. And uh, there's a body in there. Don't you have to pick up like a key card from him or something and get out before the, the, blast the you comes mean the hard you? drive? Hard drive. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like the first time that you actually have to fight a weaver, I believe. Well, you don't have to, but there's like a weaver, and you have to go through the coral. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think there's like a server room coral. where you have to go grab yeah. the the hard drive, and then you have to actually slot it into the oh, I remember that the machine. That was annoying to do. In I threw a lot of recycler charges in that room. Ooh, I didn't <laughs> even think about that. Yeah. I was just throwing them at the weavers and shit. This is a smart move. Sorry, to get back to the scary element, the one thing that really freaked me out is the first nightmare I encountered, I was on the elevator. Yeah. It was reaching through the elevator to come and get me. Holy crap. And it was freaking me the fuck out because I didn't, like this thing was fucking monstrous. The first one I saw, because there's different forms of it. Some of them are the tall ones. Some are like these big, almost like a bull. Or like a giant dog kind of thing that charges oh, at you, the like grim. There, there's different variations of it, but the tall, lanky one freaked me out, and its face was all like distorted, and it was reaching through the walls to get me. Like, oh, it was it freaky. was a nightmare. Ah. It was aptly named. Yes, no, it, it, that one creeped me out and killed me a couple times too. Yeah, <laughs> I got killed several times from the first one, and then what I did was I um I triggered it. Went back down the elevator, <laughs> triggered, and just just like stood outside the elevator and looked up, and I could see its icon there, and the timer still went, and then it was gone, and I was like, okay. Are they only in the atrium in the lobby? No, I encounter them almost every place in the the ship. I'm sorry, it's not the atrium. I made that mistake earlier. What is it called? The arboretum. Thank you. Arboretum. Yeah. No, I encountered them almost everywhere. I I seem to only ever encounter them in the arboretum. I spent a lot of the t- uh, too much time at one point. I was trying to figure out a way to make it the easiest path to my next objective, so I would end up going out on the outside of the spaceship and flying around. I was like less enemies. Well, that's <laughs> that's the thing. Did that's you invalid. did you guys have the? Uh, I had the chipset that allows you to go faster in the zero booster, G. Yeah. The yeah the booster. Man, when you're going full throttle at like 14 kilometers an hour, you're just like, you hit something, you're like, fuck, <laughs> half my health. I didn't get that chipset. Oh, no? yeah, dude. It, it I was like, capped at 10, like yeah, the whole game. It, it allows you to go to like 14, and you're just like, fucking. You're really flying there, man. You're flying. <laughs> I almost killed myself trying to, ki- I mean, trying to rescue Igwe. 
<laughs> I'll say the <laughs> No, seriously. I was like, I was like, oh, he's out there. I was in the hangar where you Full have impulse to... immediately. So, so here's the fucked up thing. I was in the hangar, didn't see that terminal in the corner, flew out, hit the <laughs> I hit it and I was like, oh, oh man, I think that moved. So I flew up behind it and tried to like press the thrusters against it. Like I was like, maybe I'll push it back. Then I opened it and accidentally murdered him. Um, (laughs) And then, to top it all off, I flew back into the spot, found the terminal, and was like, oh, better late than never, right? And I brought it in. (laughs) (laughs) Oopsie. Transporting a dead corpse here. Yeah. So if there was, like, any life left in Igwe after he was dead, he literally saw me fly off and then return the shuttle. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Question for you guys. Did you come across any game-breaking glitches? I think I fell through the world once. It was it was really weird. I fell through the world, and then as soon as I hit the zero G, it, like, turned on zero G and then killed me. Ah. Harry, anything? I could have sworn I encountered something, but I can't remember now. I have a distinct one that I remember where I was fighting the um, the telepath in the swimming pool. You know where that Oh, yeah, is. yeah, because that that's, that's where you go uh, talk, to talk to Danielle. Danielle. You have to go in there to talk to Danielle. Okay. That's where you signal her. Okay, I didn't do that. <laughs> um, I threw a bunch of, I think I think it was the, the grenades that turned things to... Recycler charge? But, but I didn't go back to pick anything up. <laughs> so I just... <laughs> Wasted! Well, hold on. I mean, I had to reload. So I... I was just like, I was just like chucking them at the the humans that were in there. Well, they were no. I mean, I couldn't save them. Uh, You can, you can just stun them. You just kill the telepath. Yeah, but I was I was going for the telepath first anyway by throwing grenades. By throwing grenades, (laughs) a very a very precise art. Well, here's here's the thing. So I mean, for that room, there's a hallway, and they were all like they were like right there, the humans. So I like tried to get in there, and they're just like they just start popping. Like I, I could, what was I supposed to do? Like go? I didn't even you use the stun them before. The I heads barely pop used off. the stunner. I the stunner sucked. All right, fine. I didn't save them. Okay? I never used the stunner either. Dunk, dunk, dunk. I'm throwing grenades at the at the telepath, and I guess apparently like fuse from siege. <laughs> I was gonna say fusing the hostages. <laughs> like God, could you imagine recycler charges in that game? <laughs> oh, it'd be so awesome. I don't know what Just happened, bullets. but I was like propelled. I guess I was too close to one of them. Like I was oh, throwing them at my sucked feet. In. I didn't get sucked in. I was pushed into the room, like into the locker room, the wall between the 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 swimming pool and the locker room. I was just stuck there. I couldn't get out. And I was like, okay, maybe if I glue the floor, I can jump and get myself out or do whatever. And I just played around with it for about two minutes. I was stuck in between dimensions. I don't know. I don't know which which dimension I was in at that point. But I had to reload. I was completely stuck. It's the only time it happened. You're right. That I did get stuck in an area in the engineering place. I was trying to climb up a wall, got stuck in a little crevice, couldn't get out. Oh, uh, I got stuck one place, and uh, this is something that I'd like to tie into gameplay as well. The fucking loading screens for a minute and fifteen <laughs> seconds. Anytime <laughs> nice. I wanted to go through a fucking door. Yeah, and that gets really. It, there's a sequence at the end of the game where you're trying to activate an objective, but you have to travel through like five zones. And you're literally in some of those zones just to get to another zone. It's terrible. So it adds just 
it, when they're trying to hit the climax of the game and then you're just hit with tons of loading screens, yeah. it's they they should have played that out and maybe thought like, hey, maybe we just put this objective like one room away just for for excitement purposes and not like it, it kills the 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 flow of your your heightened senses at that point in the game. Yeah, if they're just, trying to make it exciting and try to keep you on the edge of your seat and you're like, all right, I'm gonna get hurry up and wait, do do. So so one thing that like uh what I would say like AAA games do when you start to encounter things like that is they will invent a new way towards the end that you're really only going to use once to get from point A to point B. It would have been really cool if at the end like when the typhoid is like attack or the typhon's attacking for you to go from the the heart, because it starts attacking a lot after you place the null, the null, right? After you place that, it would have been cool if he, like, ripped it open and you could fly past it, like, maybe dodging tendrils to get back to the office with Alex and January. Yeah. That would have been cool. Like, that would have been cool and save you all the loading and bullshit. Like, have one loading screen for that and just... I don't know. I, I I'm thinking of the biplane at the end of Devil May Cry. <laughs> it doesn't make <laughs> like introduce a new introduce a new mechanic okay. at the end of the game. All right. I'm teasing All right. you. It's just it's funny. There's bad there's examples. Bad examples. There's bad there's good examples. examples. And there's good examples. <laughs> Honestly. What the fuck is that? Why okay. am I okay. flying a biplane? But but <laughs> had more fun with biplane than running around True. Talos. True. <laughs> The um the loading screens we've become really spoiled I think when it comes to loading screens um, yeah because good developers don't have them right but for this one they really they really stood out to me and I was just like I don't I don't get this maybe it's because the last couple games I've played have been older games that I playing I'm playing on newer hardware like playing playing Fallout Three now like there are no loading screens I can't even read the little blurbs that they give you in between oh, transitions yeah. because it's just boom boom boom. Blood Dragon was like that. It was just like no loading screens at all. So we're really spoiled. But this one, it was bad. It was yeah. so bad. It's terrible. The only real negative thing I have to say about this game are the loading screens. And if you have it on a decent PC or a stupidly awesome PC, it's probably not anything to to even talk about. No, but on the PS4, true. no. I know. I uh, so uh, one of my friends who's a listener was saying that the loading screens are actually pretty bad on PC as well. And I know he has a, a pretty high, wow, uh, high grade what, PC. Hi, Daryl. so taxing. So the last thing I really wanted to talk about with gameplay, the exploration. The one way they cater to your exploring on, on, this, uh, on Talos 1 is they have this little system where you can track people using their bracelets. And they basically take you to all these little crevices hidden around the ship. It just really amazed me how many little little sections are just hidden in this ship that you'd never discover unless you were searching for these bodies. Hidden crevices, you say? Yes. Jeez. Oh, Sorry, you derailed me there, but uh, <laughs> you gotta look for those nooks and crannies. <laughs> but it was just like cra- I-, I went for the achievement of locating every body on Talos One. I see what you did there. I'm yeah. just making faces at you. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, what did I say?" <laughs> But no, I did get that achievement. You're allowed to miss, I think, five people. That's but not like, much of an achievement, then. But, I mean, there's like 250 or something total. Jesus. Got to catch them all. Got to catch them all. licking his lips. <laughs> but, I mean, like, crazy shit. Like, there's bodies just floating way out in space. Okay. There's a space shuttle that you can 
go explore like an actual space shuttle you can get inside of. <laughs> well, that's something you should have used to navigate at the end of the game. That uh, would have been cool. Yeah, if it like yeah. th- flew I mean, through wh- Talos one. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a la Devil May Cry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they, they actually the space shuttle was transporting more prisoners. There's like 10 dead prisoners on this space shuttle, like just all hovering, floating out in space. But it's just like the craziest things you'd find. Like you Talos have- Air was one of the inmates. Nick. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Put the bunny back in the box. I don't know. I, I, I was amazed at how many little little areas you you could explore in this game and like what it took to actually get to some of these people. And so the level design is I thought pretty it was awesome. it was crazy and it could just totally be missed if you weren't trying to achieve that. I mean some of them were crazy like like I know we were touching on the glue cannon before, but I had to make stairways up a wall yeah. to jump through a ceiling panel, which would then lead to another set of tubes that I had to crawl across all to get to this one body. But I mean, they usually reward you with like several neuromods. And like, I was, did you guys get the um, neuromod uh, uh, template to make, to of make course. neuromods? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went nuts on that shit. I'm I sure think I made like 60 or 70 neuromods. 70? Yeah. Isn't that enough to unlock everything, pretty much? Actually, I was I was looking into the... I was reading up on the Nightmare. He is triggered based on how many Neuromods you have. Oh, really? So if... I believe, anyway. So if you have, like, less than 30 that you've used, he will show, he shows up later. But if you have more than that, boom, it'll show up yeah, I faster. Yeah, went nuts on Neuromods, and I didn't even unlock all the human abilities. And I didn't even touch the alien abilities. Yeah. That's crazy. I did want to say that I also like that you can pick up heavy objects based on your your strength or or what have you. I think is that a Deus Ex thing as well that you could move things based on your tiers. Even though it says you can use them in combat, I never did. I don't know if anybody else like it's picked up not, a, it, a speaker and chucked it at somebody. No. It's not effective. I had leverage three or lever. Yeah, I had leverage yeah, three. Yeah, and um, you'd pick them up, and if it was a leverage three thing, and you threw them. You couldn't throw them incredibly far, and when you threw them, if you hit, because, like, you're throwing this giant thing, which has no, like, I think a lot of the physics in this game are really good. Throwing things was, like, really off. I don't know if you noticed that, but, like, when you throw grenades, it seemed like they were soaring through the air kind of slow than slower okay, than yeah, they should have okay. and things like that. You know what I mean? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, or, or they would, like, bounce, like, a ridiculous amount, and you're like, what the fuck? I think I think projectiles from the character was something that they missed on and whiffed pretty badly in the game as well. Like that coffee cup you tried to throw at a mimic whiffed. So did you guys buy copies new? I did. Did your did. did your shotgun have like a golden like design on it or anything? Probably a code. That there I was a, there was a golden golden pistol. Yeah, there was like there were like pre order bonuses or whatever. No, I got a golden pistol in the game. It's one of the quests you can do. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's like a souped up pistol. The golden gun, you could say. It actually, it is. That's what they call it, the golden gun. Oh. does Is it one-hit kills? I think it's like 1.5x damage over what the normal oh. pistol is. See, I... Um, the yeah. pistol's pretty useless, I'd say. Yeah. I, Even sneaking. And, and like... You can so there's all your range. There's all your range in the entire game comes from this fucking pistol. Because the shotgun's no... Yeah, the shotgun no sucks range. at anything more than 10 feet away. If you sneak attack with the pistol, you get a bonus, but it's... Not that great. 
you can fire ridiculously fast, though. I will say that. Yeah, but it's still it like the damage doesn't even compare to the shotgun. I'd rather I fire the just... shotgun, boom, boom, than the pistol. Clark's looking for an SMG. I'm looking for something that was like mildly automatic or something that was upgradable in a meaningful way. And he's not wrong. None of that. St- I, none of that shit was even worth the fucking weapon mods. I I ended the game with like fucking fifteen weapon mods because I was like, this is pointless. And now the, on to graphics. The game desperately needs no wrong automatic. <laughs> it needs like it needs like a a new age AK forty seven or some kind of. What a space! Russian. Would a science space station have? All this heavy. Okay, give us a fucking laser weapon then. Well, you aren't did. there you prisoners the there? No, the, yeah, but the Q beam, <laughs> the, the Q beam, you had to fucking tag something and hit it until it exploded. If you upgraded it, it explodes rather quickly, though. Okay, I will say that. O- okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> Clark had twenty five upgrades he didn't use. Here's the, <laughs> yeah. here's the thing. It's still not a rapid fire fucking weapon. It's not satisfying to use. Is what he's it, saying. No. No, it's not. You have a bunch of quick things that move very quickly, and you're like, oh, uh, gzz, all right. Try killing a mimic with the fucking Q-beam. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's goddamn impossible. <laughs> That's what I use the shotgun for. A mimic? No. Oh, yeah, area a li- effect. A little no. dude. Oh, you no. use the fucking wrench. You just use the fucking wrench no, to kill that. it. I got rid of the wrench, like, as soon as I got that shotgun, it was like nothing but the shotgun. Oh, my God, I fucking <laughs> used the wrench the entire fucking game. The amount of times I would just... I would just sit in front of the um, that that creating machine. I'll make 150 rounds of shotgun shells, dude. I would <laughs> I would literally sit there and like do the slow motion and just run up and bash the fucking all of the phantoms mm. because if you if you do the slow motion and you run up and you can hit them in the face, they fall down and they can't use any of their powers and you just wail on them with the fucking wrench until they're dead. And you get crits, a guaranteed crit every time they're on the ground. So you're like, boom, 12 damage, 50, 50, 50. Go to bed. Go to sleep. Night, night. You puddle of tar. I don't so, know. I just found the shotgun extremely satisfying. And it never, I don't even think it was satisfying. It is. It, is. I, I, it never got old for me, to be honest. Shotguns are satisfying in games. I don't think this one was. All right. It's fine. You didn't do any upgrades. <laughs> no, the shotgun. <laughs> hey. Hey, the shotgun was the only one that was upgraded. All right. And honestly, I put, was putting my neuromods into hacking and stuff that I didn't have gunsmith up oh, that I could yeah, yeah, use yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the weapon upgrades. That's another thing that kind of pissed me off. I had all these fucking weapon upgrades, but I had to use another thing to unlock another thing to unlock another thing. You, no, 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 no. You, you, when you get mods and stuff like that, you're usually able to just put them on in games. You don't have to like upgrade your other shit to be able to mod that is, stuff. I respectfully disagree. You, if you, you see an end game, not you're stuff, like, I want to be able to but, do this. But not I have stuff to go that you find. But stuff. not stuff that you find. It's st- like if you level. Okay, look. If there was a leveling system where you got neuromods and were unlocking skills that way, great. But but neuromods. Until you like find the recipe and stuff, they're really hard to come by. True, and I feel like it, it literally like I think it bottlenecks the gameplay too harshly. I understand bottlenecking in in games because it's important to slow the character down so they don't become too overpowered and the game becomes super easy. Balance, but I feel like there's a lack of balance. I feel like to Perfectly. begin the game, and if you're and if you're not like if you're not going with, I, I feel like there's a way using and unlocking your skills in the game. That you can kind of fuck yourself. 
until like I fuck myself un- all the time. Un- okay, <laughs> but until you find the like the neuromod, yeah, yeah, the, the fabrication, yeah, the fabrication blueprint, you are fucking, you yes. are, it's survival yeah. horror at that point. Yeah, and 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 I just I I feel like it's too strict. Okay, for what they were trying to go for, I okay. I just I honestly like the game is. The the gameplay was fine. It's just I have a lot of complaints about it, and I understand it's it, it, it's more of how I played the game. I feel it's more of how I played the game than than the the game itself. But if you're you know the the bottleneck is there if you're trying to do a certain thing and achieve sure, a certain okay. thing in the game. I think this is the perfect time for me to say this quickly. All I, the graphics that <laughs> I did not play a stealth run, and maybe what they either wanted you to do is. Go hard stealth or go hard alien neuromods. I don't even think something that aggressive. Or... Because I was like, I don't, I don't want to play stealth for whatever reason this time. I was like, I just, just you know, give me the shotgun and I'll just put in people's noses and pull the trigger. And I don't even I think the play. stealth was that good. No, I, I tried to do a little stealth and I, it wasn't, it wasn't but working a, for me. There are tiers for the stealth to put your neuromods in, and I was like, forget it. That I understand, but but that's one of those things. Like if you start going into the stealth tree, you kind of have to commit to that, especially right. in the early game, because the the neuromods are not coming hot and fast. It's right. it's a slow burn until you get that blueprint, and you can fuck up and not get that blueprint. It's not like this main story gives it to you. You kind of have to go off a little bit and find it. That's the, true. The main story eventually gives it to you, but it's like Alex's office is when you get the the neuromod blueprint. Unless you oh. go find it someplace else. That aside, I still feel the stealth system was poorly developed in this game. Mm-hmm. E- even if you got the upgrades, I don't think it was a very... Can you sneak up on a mug? <laughs> <laughs> that is the real question, isn't Oddly it? Oddly enough, the yes. stealth mechanics <laughs> are poor in Bioshock as well. I, I think they, they are. <laughs> Fucking don't at me. Like, I What? What? I, I agree. You never heard that. I agree. I, I think they were you. poorly done in Bioshock as well. I, yeah, I don't, I don't even, think I don't remember stealth in Bioshock. What are you talking about? That's there, the other game where I just put the shotgun in people's Bioshock. noses. Yeah, but that was satisfying. I don't think it's a a strategy you can use effectively. I yep. just I want to go on record and say that I agree with Clark. The game is begging for a submachine gun or something, something else. Laser rifle. Give me uh, craft it. Give, you have to you have to cross the weapons together to make something that's an automatic laser shotgun. Give Ooh. me some range. Yeah. Give me some range. That's why I was hoping for the crossbow. That's why I asked about the crossbow earlier in the podcast. Like it's the perfect opportunity. It would have been the the best fucking opportunity. Okay, so you get uh, oh shit. Think about it. You don't even need to change the change the design of the weapon that much because you, you can have like a you can have like a mini. What are the what are the bombs that um that turn things to to recyclers? Recycler. recycler darts. You shoot a recycler dart. You don't even need to change the plastic of the crossbow because it's you can make it the technology light enough to shoot out of the foam dart. That's what I'm saying. Or like you keep opening these terminals where they're giving you new blueprints. Yeah. For the for the dart gun, it's like for what? Oh, okay. This gives it extra fucking range and stuff. Great. Where's the one where I upgrade it with a piece of fucking metal and I can shoot a fucking bolt? Even give me like a cl- like literally give me a classic fucking arrow. Yeah, an arrow or a bolt. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, crossbow. yeah, yeah. I got you. But like, give me a bolt and and a crossbow. Like that game becomes in immensely and and also it's silent. It would it, but deadly. It would fit that Kinda that one argue. that one thing would would benefit both the stealth gameplay 
Because then you have a weapon that you can use at range that is going to help that that gameplay, and you have a fun ranged weapon. Like I don't know. That's just that's I, that's my two cents. I think I'm floored. I think I agree with Clark. <sighs> I I'm still gonna have to disagree with both you guys. Like this environment does not cater to heavy military weapons. It w- just it wouldn't be found. It's too much of a risk to the base. Oh no, wait, Harry's got a good point. If you shoot at a a glass window. You have a gun. What, what, but you but, ha- but you have a gun. Yeah, but I think they're like security weapons. Like like for security so protocol. So like the bullet just doesn't break a window? It's transparent that that a, that a bow wouldn't. Just think just think about think about I, that. I know, it, like even the shotgun doesn't make sense on the base. It it, it doesn't, but all space stations have uh weapons though. Like any sci-fi, there's no sci-fi stuff that doesn't have weapons in it. I feel like it the still options seen moon. Still, yeah. I I just still feel like the options would be limited. Like I don't think that's a valid point. That's why I'm saying know, he's got to uh, make it. He's got to make it. He's got to craft this weird gun. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they kept having all these upgrades. Like, why Why isn't there the one that makes the crossbow lethal? That should be a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> why isn't there one that makes the crossbow lethal? <laughs> Let's do some graphics. Graphics. All right, guys. We're talking graphics. I actually think the game looks fantastic. They did do a very good job with that. I will give them. I will give them that. The the I'm trying to think the the character like art style reminds me of something. I'm trying to think of what it is. Does it start with a B and end in IO shock? No, 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 no. It doesn't. It doesn't. Well, a Final Fantasy shock. <laughs> I I will agree with you. I I feel like character models same art style. Mm-hmm. Just like maybe so. like a next gen. Like yeah. a next gen, but that similar feeling art style. Who here's played Infinite? I have. I have too. I think I think it's more like that than like the original for art style. Uh, for the character models is what I'm talking about. Think I'm wrong? By the look on his face, I would say yes. Because they're current. They're kind of cartoony. Cartoony. Yeah. Well, the characters in this weren't that realistic. I wouldn't call. Picture him his brother. Part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a cartoony fat guy, but like. I, I, I don't know. I, I I think they bordered realism more than okay. I I see what you're saying though, Ralph. I that's why I said I feel like it's next gen, like it's more realistic, but it's like almost like it's it, it's evolved since then. Sure, but but I could I could see where you're coming from as far as like beauty. Like, did you guys ever just like travel away from the station out in the zero G and, and just, just look like, at it, look at it, and maybe like look up at the moon, just like. Didn't you just want to like just travel out to yeah. the moon? I mean, th- there were several instances when I was like, "Wow!" and I just stopped and took a minute. And the first time I got to the lobby, and it you know very intentionally gets you to look out the the windows for lack of a better term, and you can mm-hmm. see that the station has like solar panels that are breaking off, and and are just floating. That was a wow moment. the The title sequence was a wow moment when when you see the logos come up in the in the su- not the sunrise in the uh, horizon. The moon, I, I didn't spend too much time out in, in Zero-G, but I, I gotcha. I, I know what you mean. I, I think I think the game is clearly... <laughs> ah, fuck! <laughs> yeah, fuck! Fuck. <laughs> yeah. But even where when you're floating around in... When you first get to go out in Zero-G because you have to kind of work your way up around to get... I think it was a key card from something. Like the little 
the particles and the debris that's just kind of floating there. It's detail. just like the detail that's put into it. That was something that I really took notice of and said, wow, that, that looks really good right there. That's it's the smaller details that they actually put into the environment is what I think they really, they really excelled on when it came to the graphics themselves. So the characters, not so much, but the environment, that's where I think, you know, they, they did better with. Even the enemy models, they, like, there wasn't that many different types of enemies. That's true. But I feel like a lot of them, like, especially the mimics, like, I feel like it's, like, the best-looking enemy model in the game. The mimic? Yes. Yeah. The yeah. regular little guy? Yeah. Because they're just, like, they're, they're, like, these little blurs, but you can make out just enough to know that it's, like, this four-legged, like weird cross that's running across the fucking yeah. just like like the way that the movement is for it, it's yeah. just it's very eerie and even the mechanic of them just changing into items and you could mm-hmm. barely tell them apart like you could study them and see like a slight discoloration but in general like they really blend into the environment like i thought it was very well done slippery fuckers too yes they're not easy to that slow motion came in in handy for dealing with them. Now, I did read online, like, if you look at, like, some of the corners of the maps, they didn't put, like, as much detail. Like, they let some shit go where it'll look kind of glitchy. But it's, like, hidden shit that you wouldn't just see going into a room. Like, you could yeah. search out for the unpolished shit in the game. But at face value, I thought it looked fucking amazing. I, I know I've talked about it before. Anything dealing with space, like, I just I love it. It just, like, makes me feel at home just looking at that shit. The coral, I think, looks incredible when it's just, like, weaved all over, like, an object, like, and kind of, like, all connected, and, like, again, since I didn't beat the game, but I saw the video of what, where you have to place the null, the null wave transmitter, that whole fucking section is just amazing, and then, like, you know, when they show outside of the spaceship when you leave on a shuttle or when you do the null wave like that just looks in like it's an incredible scene where you just have like earth underneath you and then the sh- the uh space station and then the typhon all around it, it- it's super nice <laughs> <laughs> super nice <laughs> super nice it's a super nice meatball i i like how the coral spreads throughout the game too like, yeah, like you slowly. don't see it anywhere. You just see it in like it's in that one chamber, and then right. it just slowly spreads through the environments that you've already explored. And just like there's a little bit more coral now, then there's a little bit more. And as you're like proceeding to towards the end of the game, like it's fucking everywhere. It would start to shield enemies too, because you'd like you'd be like walking through a corridor, and there's just tons of coral, uh, especially in the um, not arboretum. <laughs> Arboretum. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Fuck yeah. The Arboretum. Like you when you atrium. No, not Shut the up. atrium. Shut up, Ralph. <laughs> Shut up, Ralph. Um, no, like, but wow. when you're walking through the Arboretum and there's all of the different, you know, all the pavilions that yes. you have to like walk through. When that starts getting filled with all the coral and stuff, like it's actually hard to navigate. Like it start, it starts yeah. to get hard to see in that area. Well, it starts to completely disorient you, and then there's creatures that are in that. And man, like I had a mimic pop and go into that, and I was like, "Fuck, I lost that." Like I'm gonna be walking through. I'm gonna see a fucking coffee cup and be like, "Do you belong here?" And <laughs> like you know, get jumped by a fucking mimic. Speaking of the coral, I. I we didn't touch on this in gameplay, but there's abilities. Touch on it now. 
that you Whoa. can touch it, Harry. Whoa. Uh, there, there's different alien abilities you can use that when you touch the coral, it recharges your magic bar. Or magic? Or, Sigh. Or, <laughs> Sigh, whatever. Yeah. He's talking about I can't have crossbows, but he's talking about fucking magic and spice. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. Harry, <laughs> you are a wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard, Morgan. <laughs> Alex just comes on the comm. Hey, Morgan. you're a wizard, Morgan. Ten you're points for Gryffindor! You're a Morgan. wizard. Game looks good. It looks great. <laughs> Game yeah. looks good. Game <laughs> look good. Feel good. I think we could probably move on from mm, here, Good. Let's move into la-la-la-la-la-la-la music. <laughs> new transitions. The new the, segment. la 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 Music. So, again, I want to compare it to to Mass Effect. When that menu music, or the credit music played in Mass Effect, I was like, I'm downloading that fucking song. (laughs) Same thing for this game. Not as good as Mass Effect's closing song, but... All right, good, because I was about to, like... (laughs) There was, we're fighting words because Mass Effect's amazing. Yeah, no, I downloaded soundtrack. that shit like immediately. Yeah. I was like, that that shit's going on my iPod. Your what? My iPod. Your, Your iPod? iPad? iPod. No, okay. Because that could have been interpreted two ways because you said it funky. Your iPod. My iPod Nanu. Oh my God. All right. So, but no, so right after that. Yes. Yeah. So right after like that whole crazy ending to the game, they play the song titled. Mind game. Mind game. That's what it's called. That's yes. fitting. I have, I want to say for the music that I I liked almost everything that I heard. Who's the composer? I don't know. Ben Crossbones. Is that a well, real name? That's not a real name. Oh, no, I'm, sorry. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mick Gordon composed and produced the soundtrack previously made. Um, he also worked on the Doom soundtrack. Oh, okay. I still have to play Doom. Uh, but there's additional music in the game by, yeah, it's. Ben Crossbones. That's <laughs> I have Ben Crossbones, Pearsall, and Colantonio. Yeah. Where'd you Where'd you find those uh, names? <laughs> Colin Toes, you know? I think he worked on the newest Doom. Yeah, uh, I know. Not classic know. Doom. I'm, I'm having fun over here. <laughs> uh, there, was, there was one room, like, it was early on in the game, where I like heard some music, and I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. And as I got closer to the speaker, it got louder, and then I found that there was another speaker not far from me and you could turn them off or on it's all over the station too. Right. yeah right but the first time i came across that that room and that experience i just like turned on both speakers and just like let it do its thing for a couple minutes i i it just it's just simple like simple like notes but it just it just sounded so good i was like fuck <laughs> it i'm just gonna let this play <laughs> that's it we gotta start recording recording our episodes with video that's it that's it <laughs> milking a cow over there? Jesus. <laughs> using using tweezers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, using tweezers. <laughs> Always a good time recording. <laughs> I thought the music sounded great. I think that the sound effects were really cool. Kind of creepy, but I think they kind of like nailed it. Yeah, the sound effects for the creatures and the mimics, like, yeah. you could always tell... Something was going on based on the sounds that you were picking up. Oh, the, oh, the, the whispering th- that they did. The whispering. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, right, 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 right. 
Like when you would like approach the, the phantoms or whatnot. So the the phantoms that whispered were people that were taken over. Yep. So it's not always the phantoms that like the oh elastic phantom or whatever the fuck eccentric phantom. Elastic. Uh, I don't fucking know. Electric. Boogie, it didn't, boogie, boogie. it wasn't electric though. I thought there was an electric one. There is an electric one, but it's not called electric phantom. Yeah, like so the named ones were the ones that would like whisper and it'd be something from like that person's past. Someone had been corrupted. And then also the weird mumbling from the uh people that were mind controlled was fucking crazy. Oh yeah, that that's true. And I thought the voice acting was really good too. Like all the calm stuff. Yeah. I, with the exception of Alex. Alex was a little flat, but I think it was because he was trying to be he also wasn't a very charismatic person either. Yeah, so I no, think they he was fitting into the character. That. No, you're right. The voice work, the voice work's good. I, I don't. The only one that really jumped out at me was um the the actor, the guy that you release from the from the you either expose him to the mimic or you release him. Uh, I've seen him in a couple movies. We saw him actually in um Tomb Raider. He's the main villain in Tomb Raider. Really, the same actor. Yeah, and his face kind of looks like it, oh, but that like changed his changed a couple things. But it, it and the guy that plays. Alex, he's familiar to me, but I can't remember what from. That voice is familiar to me. It's Don Cheadle. Sure. It's not Don Cheadle. <laughs> is it Don Cheadle? <laughs> Jeff Bridges. <laughs> We're in Bonnie Rubble. Trouble. Let's dissect our final thoughts. Final thoughts. I'll start. No, I do see where if I were to have some more free game time that I wouldn't mind going back through and playing because I do feel like I I missed a good chunk of like a lot of the side missions which was something that you know I was appreciative of the game having because it's not where it's just main story main story main story you can get lost for hours just taking care of you know a lot of stuff on the side that being said I think the saving grace that really kind of did it for me was the story because I do feel like with some of the gameplay, it felt like it was a little lacking. It left me wanting more from it. But not enough to deter me from picking up the controller and doing another playthrough or two of the game. Yeah, Ralph. Uh, I want to say that I, I think this is this is like a hidden gem that's just hiding in plain sight. Like, nobody's talking about Prey. No one... Like a mimic? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> wow. This is like Bang. a... An alien species pretending to be a book on a shelf. No, this, uh, no one's talking about Prey. It, it came and went, unfortunately. No one really picked it up. It's not, it's not some big AAA title. I mean, it's coming for, it's being published by Bethesda, but no one's, no one, it, it has not received the praise it deserves, in my opinion. I, I highly suggest it to anybody who likes science fiction. And if you see it cheap, less than $30 anywhere, Pick it up and play it. You won't regret it. I feel like I got it new for like 20 bucks. Yeah, you can get it for like 20 bucks. You can bucks. get it new for 20 Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oh. I ran to the store and got it that one night because I wanted to play it. Yeah, my copy's used and I think I got it for 22 So I, I can't stress enough. I feel very strongly that this is like a spiritual successor to Bioshock. And I mean, com- comparing the two, I, I think I enjoyed Prey more than Bioshock just I think the environment had a lot to do with it like I'm more into that that sci-fi feel you mean you don't want to be underwater in an imaginary city in the 1950s that was an interesting environment don't get me wrong I just felt like this catered more to me specifically I gotcha and I was just way more invested in the characters in this game just like the the story that the little subplot like even the like the 
I just, I really, really enjoyed this game. Like, I, I put in 40 hours, and if it wasn't for other obligations, I, I would have played a second playthrough. It's just interesting to me that you don't like open world games. And this is kind of linear, but there's so, there's so many branching paths and places you can go. and I, it's, I, it's not Grand Theft Auto. No, no, no. And, and, getting back to the open world, like on a scale of like 1 to 10, 1 being linear, 10 being open world, I give this like a 5. It's like a hybrid in between. Okay. But I do like the ability to explore the whole station, like, and it really opens up like mid mid game where you're not on this set path. You can there's even areas to explore that aren't part of the main storyline, right. that like places you can completely miss if you don't go exploring. So, I think the game is worth playing. Is it worth beating? Not really. I I honestly think that you know if you really get tied in the story like Harry did, go for it. If you're not vibing on the gameplay there's it, it doesn't evolve much so go typhon <laughs> um <laughs> and that might be a better experience i'm kind of torn on this game i like the idea i like the concept while execution not, yeah the the execution is where i have a problem with it i think that the gameplay is a big struggle uh, and and for me like i put 15 16 hours into this game and I was right there at the finish line, and I just had no fucking desire to, to beat it. The story at that point had lo- not lost me. I knew what was going on. The 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 idea of having to slog through another two hours of the game playing it the way that I was versus seeing the ending of the game, not worth it to me when it got, to, when it got down to brass tacks. So that's, that was just my experience, though. Cool. All right. Well, that sums it up. Let's do our scores, guys. The score. I'll start. I never start. Go for it. Go ahead and start. I'm going to give it one Typhon giant creature thing out of one ending that didn't really have any true consequences. Ralph, you want to go next? <laughs> I think I want to give this an 88. Really? That high? Hmm? Yeah. I think you guys are all going to rate it high. I feel like I'm the only one that had a bad experience with it. It's your experience, man. Steve, what's your score? I'm a little torn, but I think if I'm going to take every aspect of the game and not just base it off like the one or two things that I liked and the other couple that were in, I'm going to give this a C, actually. I mean, I still would play a C again, but I think to give it a fair rating in my own opinion, I'm going to have to go C. I was going to go with an 8.5, which ties with Silent Hill 1. Really? Yeah. I was debating on a, a nine, but I think I'm going to stick with 8.5. I think that's a good call. One thing I was, I wanted to clear this up too, because this mm-hmm. has been bothering me for a while. So you, the normal Metacritic score, I feel yes. like anything below like a 70 is like considered crap on the mark. Typically. Which, no, it's not, it's not that it's considered crap. What that means. It's from, like a skewed scale though. You know what I mean? Kind of. It's an aggregate scale. I'm just saying like, when I say like an average game, like I mean a five, because I feel like when I've given games a five before, I think people have that mentality of the Metacritic score in their head and they're like, oh man, a five, that's awful. Like five is like my average point. Like anything above that, I would consider a good game. So I just wanted people to consider that when I, when I grade my games, like 8.5 is like really high on the scale in comparison. Yeah. It, it, I mean, if we're going to really get into that, I feel like people actually grade it out a one to a five 
but they use the 10 point scale and they their one to five is between five and 10. I feel like that's the trend now. And, and that's why I, I actually think game outlets and people that do reviews like us, when you base it on a five point system, as opposed to a 10 point system, unless you're really like, you're like, look, this is how it is. I feel like that's, you know, like like what you're saying, like your your five is average to to the people that use a ten point scale. Most people use a seven point five as average. Yeah, and that's and then a bad and the, right, and then a bad game is five, and a good game is a ten. Why not use a five point system? It is not. It is bullshit. Right, like you use a five point system, A B C D E F, or A B C. I I and I, Ralph, you you use the the percentages, but the percentages. That's different. You know, you, you can get very minute because you're on a 100-point scale. That's, you know, that's completely different. It, and I can these, go negatives. Yeah, and, and, and you, well, no, I'm just saying, like, you don't, you don't, you don't hold back. Like, I, I haven't seen you give a bad game a base of five. I've seen you give a bad game a bad score. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I gave myself a 10-point because I thought I'd be limited by, like, a five-point. Like, I, right. I wanted to clearly put something on a line with other games that... I feel like a five point just narrows that window for expression. It it doesn't. It doesn't. People use people misuse five points as well. They say five point and then they give something a three point five, and that's a ten point scale. I think you guys have paralysis of the analysis right now. No, I just wanted to clarify because I I just feel like people may have been misinterpreting my scores before. So I just wanted to clear it up a little bit that my my ten point scale is like a true. 10 true point 10. scale and a not true 10 a point. natural it's, 10 it's, it's not like harry's calling out anyone that uses a 10 point scale it's inefficiently it, it doesn't have a bias on it is what i'm saying it's not skewed yeah i think we're gonna wrap it up so stay tuned two weeks from now we're gonna review resident <laughs> evil 2 pow 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 wait resi 2's next are we done can we like stop recording i think we're good stay tuned till next time Next time, Gavin. Next time, Gavin. Next time, Gavin. He's not Harry. He's a mimic. I knew you weren't a coffee mug. Where's your Nerf crossbow? I guess we'll end on that note. Thanks for listening to Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Stay up to date on our Facebook at facebook.com slash superfunpodcast.